Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hi, guys. Hey. Oh, my goodness. This is so weird. Um, I know. This is what the pandemic has done to us. We've yes. now... <laughs> We've now decided to record virtually. Virtually. I mean, we did before, but this is our first visual and audio recording together. Yeah. We're trying to make yeah. it work, guys. We are. <laughs> because, because we still want to give you guys good content, but at the same time, safety first. Safety exactly. first. So, yeah. And we don't know yeah. how long we're going to be in this pandemic for. I mean, look, it's 2021 and we're still in this shit. So um, we need to make the most out of it. Life can't just stop. Um, So yeah, this is us. Bear with us. Hopefully (laughs) this comes out great at least or okay. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But yeah, yeah, guys, let's introduce ourselves. So welcome back to another episode of She's in a Pod. If you don't know who we are, we are the Millennials Women's Safe Space. We are an online community building a generation of beautiful boss women who are thriving, who are learning, who are evolving and who are bosses really. Um so if you don't know me, well I am Shade Oludoyi. Yes, Shade or Shade, whichever one flex your boat. Nice. And my name is Jenny, Jennifer, Jen, you can call me whichever. I'll answer to mm-hmm. all. And the third musketeer is living her yes. best life in Ghana. So she's not she with is. us at the moment. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, she's living her bestest life. Um, so she's just enjoying um doing what she's doing in Ghana and we thought mm-hmm. let's just keep recording, let's let's yeah. do this, you know. Come but she'll rain. be back soon. She'll be back soon so, and um, she will. Yeah. So, so how are you? How are girl, you, Charlie? Girl, I am okay. Okay. I think that's probably the way to describe it. 2020 was a whirlwind. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. This is a new Happy year. New year. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Albeit it doesn't feel like it, but it mm. is, is a new year. We made it, so, you know, thank God. Um, but, yeah, I'm okay, you know. Last mm-hmm. year was a whirlwind. <laughs> there were yeah. some wins. There were some losses. But overall, um, we're alive. So, you know, yeah. I'm good. And I'm hoping that this year is a better one. Um, mm-hmm. The years do just kind of feel like it's just it's kind of just rolled into one. Yeah, another. It, it feels like, like everything's a merged. demarcation of a year. Yeah, and yeah, I think no, it's definitely. definitely it's something the COVID thing. I think that's had a part to play, for sure. 
um and then just the whole pandemic the lockdowns it's just mm-hmm. all it's all been a lot so but yeah apart yeah. from that i'm good she's in the pod That's is my good. safe space so yeah. as much as we say you know we're a safe space for other women this is also my safe space this is where exactly. i can express myself but i can feel free so yeah man I'm excited. I'm excited for what 2021's got in store for us. How about you? How Um, are you? How's your brand? You're doing amazing things. Please plug yourself. Tell us about Um, that. Yeah, so She Aspires. I don't think I speak a lot about that on the podcast, but She Aspires is something something that I started um, a couple of years ago. It's all about uplifting women in their careers. Um... It's about providing resources and really getting them to the next stage and, you know, utilising those resources to do that. So, um, you know, hopefully by the time this is out, my planner would be out as well. (laughs) Really hoping. Um, But yeah, it's called the Working Woman Planner. Um, it's a very different type of planner where we have some chapters about self-development, about self-esteem, that. confidence. So we really try to make it as unique as possible and also take you on a journey as well. Mm. Um, because like there you already said... There are a lot of planners though, girl. Have you seen? So yes. for some reason, this year, there have been a lot more brands doing planners. How are you yeah. standing out? Like, how are you differentiating, oh differentiating I feel yourself like this is, from the others? What, what, because... Dragon's Den or something. <laughs> in it, like pitch but, your business to me. Why should I invest in you? But you know, okay. God, it's the reality. It really no, no, is it's the true. reality. It's true. So how yeah, no, are you definitely. how are you planning to make yourself different from all the other planners that we're seeing? So to answer your first question, like yeah, there there are so many planners coming out, so many amazing planners, uh, to be fair which is always great because you can see what other people have done and what you can apply to your business as well. Uh, For me, this is something that, you know, I've been planning for months now. And I guess the reason why I haven't brought it out is because of time, COVID, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, But essentially, mine is very much career focused and it's very much, you know, taking that woman on their journey throughout their career. So looking a little bit at finances, looking a little bit at confidence. We have something, we have a self-care section as well. So making sure you take care of your body, taking care of your mind. Um, So we really wanted to encompass everything inside Mm. this planner. And of course, judging by the feedback and judging by, you know, how well or some of the criticism that we will get, um, we can adapt and everything but I just thought yeah, it would be nice. great to have something like that and you know it's undated as well so there's no pressure um to to finish the planner in a certain time um Love that girl so, and speaking of planners yeah so oh, plug yeah yes let me quickly plug so I purchased this planner from notes to self daily by Sarah Destiny and mm. so far so good it's so beautiful um it's got this is how it you know looks on the inside don't know if my lighting is blocking it but (laughs) this is how it looks on the inside then there's some quotes um and what i haven't seen in some other planners is you know about um building habits you can see i've already started writing it (laughs) oh lovely building (laughs) habits then it's got some finance goals and um you know how to actually save to achieve i guess different um, amounts in a year and it's just a little, mm. you know, I, I'm really liking yeah. it so far. It's got an affirmation section, um, which again is 
it's just it's so i love how she's done it um you could tell hers mm. is genuine and it's original as well so i'm looking forward yeah. to using it but yeah, and i know be, she sold she good. sold out um she did you know, the, the first batch that she released which is she absolutely did. amazing so which again yeah. stresses the importance of just doing it who cares yeah. who is how just many people it. are doing planners if you know mm-hmm. yours is lit release it yeah and i guess it, yeah. you know one could say the same for a uh, podcast. You know how many podcasts, women empowerment podcasts there are out there. Exactly. Like, There's just so, go many. For it. so, and so many. I think, you know, in my experience and me now with this planner as well, like I won't let that stop me from bringing out my own because I know I've got my own twist on it. Um, it's unique in my eyes and hopefully it will be unique in other people's eyes. Um, so yeah, that's that's a message at the beginning of the podcast, and that's we haven't even started. <laughs> Come on, girl, can yeah. I get an amen? amen? Can I get an yeah. amen? But yeah, all right. Should we move into the topic for today? So, yeah, the topic for today is getting your life having the pressure to have your life together before thirty years old. Oh now, yeah. this topic more than ever is so apt for this moment in time where everyone is has turned into a hustler. Everyone is buying houses. Everyone mm-hmm. is on 100K on Twitter, yeah. apparently. Mm-hmm. Everyone's know, getting so engaged. Everyone's, everyone's get- getting engaged, getting married, Sis, having kids. How could I forget mm. about that? Every- <laughs> no, but... No, but can, in fact, can we just pause there, please? Oh, my God. Has there not been an influx in engagement? Or am I going yeah. mad? I don't I know saw if it was someone COVID today, literally, I know. Or, or what? I think but like, people are thinking the world day. is going to end soon. So they're just like, let me just let me just lock lock in my one now before the world yeah. ends because yeah, honestly, it's it's crazy. But it's beautiful. Twenty twenty in particular, though. it is. Yeah, it is. It is. I just hope people are doing it for the right reasons because at the same yeah. time, there are also a lot of marriages that are crashing at the same time. Yes. So yeah, you know, I'm just hoping everyone is is proposing and getting engaged for the right reasons because that's yeah. that's important let's hope let's, let's hope. hope but, but yeah. um anyway. <laughs> yeah on to our topic i mean do you do you feel like you have any sort of pressure to get your life because you know we're both in our 20s still yeah um, i'm 26 I'm, for context I'm, 20, I'm 25 um so do you feel like you've got any pressure in any area whether, whether it's career relationship um to get your life together so I I do feel pressure. I think that's a short answer. Okay, um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely do feel pressure. And the pressure comes from so many different places. Funny enough, I don't feel pressure from my parents, which I know most people do, and we'll definitely come on to that. I don't actually feel pressure from my parents, you know. It's more just external pressures. So, like, when I say external, social media, um... Mm-hmm people my age maybe around me that I know of that you know are achieving these milestones that I kind of wish I also was um Mm -hmm. you know everyone kind of promoting what they're doing and making 100k in six weeks and all of this all of that it's pressures Mm. just from those kind of places which is not the norm by the way just to point that out that it's not the norm it's not the norm and yeah and this, this is this is the damaging thing because social media is also making it seem like all of this is the norm so like the other day a girl tweeted that she got her first mortgage at 19 
which is beautiful. Mm. Well done to her because getting a mortgage is an achievement and I hope to get my mortgage very soon too, as you know, mm. and as I've said yeah. on the podcast, you know. I think I even said it on on one of on our first episode last year. I was saying that, you know, I hope to buy a house. Yeah, and look at you soon. now. Now you're I in the know. process. Oh, I'm in the process. Yeah. Thank God, almost there. <laughs> um, but, you know, social media will make you feel like that's the norm, but buying a house yeah. at 19 but the is not the norm. We don't know her story. I mean, I don't know her story. I don't know who contributed to her actually getting that property at such a young age. You never know. She might yeah. have had a, a trust fund or, you, you know, you don't really know people's stories. It's what everyone puts the highlight out on social media. And I think that's what also makes it a bit detrimental for those who are viewing it, who yeah. feel like, oh, I should be achieving that when actually that's not their full reality. And um, can I, just a point yeah. on that as well. So, um, when I was doing Inspire London, um, I yeah. was going to do an event and I wanted someone who was a young homeowner to speak to inspire others and to kind of give us tips and all of that. And I spoke to a girl who um, I knew of and had had known her for the fact that she would owned her own home. And I messaged her, I was like, oh, so-and-so, I'd really love you to speak at my event. You know, I've heard that you, you've purchased your own home. I'd love for you to, to come. And then she said actually i don't think i can because i didn't purchase this home it was given to me by the government right do you know what now, at least from sis the outside is, looking in honest. at least she was sis was honest yeah. she could have been like oh yeah you know i'll share my tips i was saving a thousand pound a month then i put down 50k the house was given to her but from the outside yeah. looking in we would be like oh yes young homeowner mm. well done giving her flowers saying mm. all of this saying goals 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 but mm. we don't know what we're saying goes to. But the thing is, even that, even her story, that's still amazing. Like for her to have a property. Um, and it goes back to that whole argument of, you know, do you really, have you really made it if you're renting? Or is actually buying a house and getting a mortgage better than, you know, renting? And that sort of comparison, which I don't really like because for her, that could be a win. But then to yeah. other people, they could be like, oh, but you didn't buy it. But Listen, everybody's journey is different. Everybody's is idea of success is different as well. Because trust so. me, even those people that have gotten a mortgage, people are still saying, oh, but I hope you know a mortgage doesn't mean you own the home. So people always find <laughs> it something just goes to say. on and on. Yeah. Just focus on your journey because there will always be a rebuttal for yeah. your milestone or for something you've achieved. Someone will always yeah. have something to say to diminish it. So, mm. but yeah. So definitely. yeah, in terms of pressure, I, I definitely do feel but like what um, what specifically like because obviously you can get pressure from different areas in your life but like what specifically can you think of salary money home buying um marriage mm, mm, mm. i say mm because (laughs) marriage was a big thing for me and i can't Mm -hmm. i can't remember even saying this because i've always been like yes i want to get married yesterday you know (laughs) But I think now that I'm growing older and I'm starting to see the realities of what marriage actually is and how difficult the institution of marriage actually is, I am just like, yeah, I'm I'm cool yeah. to take, take my time. Take, take your time with it. Yeah. If my boyfriend proposes, I will say yes, but there's no pressure. I'm not feeling pressure in that aspect. So my pressure is mainly, mainly um, money, you know, like how much I've, how much I'm saving what I'm buying, investments. I'm just, I'm feeling a lot of pressure to have the multiple streams of income. That's definitely Mm -hmm. a big one for me at the moment. 
Yeah. What about you? Nah. And we'll, we'll, I would say... we'll dissect that. We'll, we'll dissect the whole, you know, multiple streams. But yeah, what about... Yeah. What about yeah. you? I would say the same. I mean... Yeah. I'll definitely say my, my pressures have changed over the years as I've gotten older. Um, so initially my pressure would would have been oh I want to make sure I have a good job not just a good job but a job where I'm earning 30k plus and when I came out of university I wasn't earning that I got a good job but I wasn't earning 30k plus um but my first job was nine pounds I was it was advertised as 10 pounds an hour it was a contract job oh gosh it was advertised as 10 pounds an hour I think I've even said this before and when I signed the contract and everything, you know, this agency stuff, especially when oh, you're so yeah. young in mm. the working world, they will scam mm. you and you will just not even realise. So, yeah, yeah they, they advertised it as £10 an hour and I was calculating how much I'll get up with it. I was like, okay, cool. But not calculating tax. Yeah, not calculating <laughs> tax. Yeah. And then when I actually started, it was like £9.47 or something. And I just thought... Man. This is not my life. It's just, they're but, just cheating you. But yeah, yeah, like, you know, that was my initial pressure. And then when I when I, you know, passed the, the benchmark that set for myself, it was like, oh, but I need to be earning 40K now. Or I need to be in a senior position. So it's changed over the years. But I would say right now, for me, um, two things. Um, I would say, and these pressures are coming mainly from, not my parents as well. They're not really coming from family. They're coming from, you know, society and, you know, who I surround myself with as well. Because, yeah. you know, I have a very diverse friendship group where i have people who um are maybe in retail people who are you know in their chosen careers people are still trying to find their feet so um i'll say the first one is finances as well and you know just being at the point where i can really really save towards getting a mortgage because i too one day would like to purchase my own home um and then the second thing i would say is not even marriage but it's just like finding the right person sort yeah. of thing yeah. um and maybe I can't lie, because i get that because i'm still you know not in a relationship and then also because i am 25 and not to say that i am old or anything like that but i guess i guess there's pressures of oh you know you should use your 20s to you know explore and all that kind of stuff i'm really you know trying to take advantage of that but hey pandemic um coronavirus has just just knocked everything out it's literally paused our life like it's it's mad yeah yeah because i I can remember when we first remember we recorded the episode on anchor we were talking about the how the pandemic has affected our dating life i feel like that was so long ago sis that that episode like the way time is flying Time it's just, is flying. It's just mad. But, you know, it's 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 crazy. But yeah. do you feel like... I mean, we've now said that we didn't really feel pressure from our parents, or not at this stage anyways. But have you ever, like, at any point in your life felt pressured from your parents? Or yes. have you ever, like, compared yourself to friends or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I think my pressure was when I first graduated and I was looking for a job I kind of felt a bit of pressure because you know my dad would be like um 
you know how how's job hunting going like kept on kind of asking me and it's just like obviously i'm job hunting i'm not just sitting on my ass at home yeah. obviously i'm looking for a job obviously i'm trying my hardest but it's hard out here type thing so it kind of it, it made me a bit insecure because i just felt like oh did i study the wrong degree if i studied something mm. more professional quote unquote or something with a more clear career path would i have a lot more ease in look, finding a job because i studied psychology and mm. with psychology there's so many different paths that you can go in yeah there's so many avenues yeah this is it yeah because it's so broad um so it, it did make me feel a bit insecure um yes they didn't compare me though and that's one thing i really really appreciate my parents yeah. um for not doing because mm-hmm. um nigerian slash african oh my gosh just african parents in general they they do it a lot so much i mean does does this person have two two heads you know why are you not first why can't you get an a like you know that kind of thing it's damaging Um, it really is damaging very damaging um and and i don't think they realize that's the thing and you know like even the whole you know what, what we're speaking about today jen so big tipper the video that came out about his mom you know yeah kind of verbally abusing him you could even say mm-hmm. and the fact that he's 24 but still sitting at home his friends have are driving cars mm-hmm. and have but houses. if you deep it like he's 24 he's 24 and most he's of them are still doing young fraud, sis. most of them are doing fraud exactly a lot of these are people doing fraud, i promise you like <clears throat> and the thing is and and that's also what's damaging and what's killing our people because they're comparing themselves to people that are literally stealing money. So obviously yeah. they're gonna look like they're rich because they yeah. are rich. They're 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 dishonest. They're dishonestly rich. Yeah. So obviously they are going to look like they're winning. So yeah. it's 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 damaging and then it also makes you when you're then comparing yourself to people that are doing fraud it makes you feel like you're going at a slower pace Mm -hmm. because you're doing things the right way because you're actually taking your time and actually living a realistic life Mm -hmm. um and it's hard because honestly even me i don't have the answer to how to navigate that because it's hard Mm. it's hard it is and i think i think i mean i guess going to your you know example of um big tipper i think mm. sometimes it's also a generational thing where we yeah. s- we see things very differently because we've experienced life in a different way so for example back in the day having a university was uh, sorry having a degree getting a degree at university was like winning a trophy you know you could get into the highest paying job just like that but yeah. now everybody has a degree it's not as um not as glamorous but it's not as you know, like, oh, only one person can get it. Like, anyone could literally get a degree right now. So, and I think there's so much competition because everyone's doing so well. So they're expecting yeah. more from us. Um, so I think sometimes parents don't see that. They only see, oh, you know, you've you've been brought up in, in the UK. You've got all these opportunities. Why are you still like this? I never had that when I was younger. But they don't understand the struggles that we face now. That we, we can't back then. How compare that like to like a thousand pounds? <laughs> exactly. Like ha, ha, even now, how can you save? I saw um, on Twitter someone brought out like you know the the average salaries that um, in the, in the UK and London came out the worst. Like in terms of how much you can save post um, tax and everything is miniature. It's There's peanuts. nothing you can do with that. And then this is also where the house prices are the most expensive as well. So yeah. it's almost impossible to get onto that property ladder with just a singular income. 
a singular exactly. average income. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. even from that, you feel pressured to then have the multiple streams of income, which mm. is not a bad thing because I do... I do endeavour to have multiple streams of income because I really feel like that's the only way you're actually going to live comfortably nowadays because Mm -hmm. everything is so expensive. But at the same time, I feel You need to go at your own pace. Yeah, and I feel pressured to do it now, now, now. And I shouldn't feel pressured. I don't want to feel pressured to have Mm. have six streams of income right now. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's an interesting one. How can we educate our, our parents? How can we educate them um, um, to to stop the comparing and to because it's I think know, I think it's Twitter, to do with setting uh, boundaries. Yeah, I think I think it's to do with setting boundaries, and it's not easier. It's it's easier said than done, mm. um, but it's really about boundaries and parents understanding that the way society is now is totally different to how it was back then, and yeah. being willing to understand that and being willing to trust in their child's um sort of like way of thinking and preferred career path so i mean i guarantee if um you had an african parent and that you know their child was studying medicine and they were on their way to becoming a doctor and you know they would be so happy compared to someone that's the ideal (laughs) compared to someone who's maybe studying a creative subject like graphics and Mm. you know obviously we all know it's not that easy to get a job afterwards you know there's there's a whole lot of uh, factors to put into it but they respect certain career paths more so I think if they are more open-minded to understanding what their child's strengths are and what their interests are um that could be a way to begin to move forward and like I said boundaries respecting what the child wants and leaving them to be I and think we it's really have important. to. I, I think it's also important that we, you know, articulate ourselves well when we are speaking to our parents. We are not being rude. We're just being very direct and we're being assertive and we're confident as well in what we're saying because our parents love us at the end of the day, you know. And any yeah, the majority yeah. of the time, what they're saying is out of love. It's not out of a place of hatred that you are their child, for goodness' sake. Um, so like even example of Big Tip and I, and I know I keep uh, mentioning it but I just remember the day it, it blew up on Twitter it was a big thing and mm. we've all been wondering you know where is he where is he where is he and I just really yeah. think that he's been going through it and you know I think that in his case um, he needs to definitely get the help he needs yeah, for sure to kind of remain on the straight and narrow because it can't be easy being in lockdown and having you know your mum shout at yeah. you um, but at the same time, he probably also needs to repair that relationship with his with his mum, whatever is happening. I don't know what's happening behind closed doors, but clearly something is going on. Um, mm. The same way a lot of us do as well, if we find mm. that our parents are constantly comparing us and we're not. Yeah. And they're, you know, what they're um, saying is affecting mm, our, our security. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I, I, I want to just put it out there that, you know, there are some people who are in situations where it's really, really toxic mm. and it doesn't talking to them doesn't even work where talking to them doesn't even work and um i just want to be very mindful of that that some people's situations are are very complex yeah. um not as easy but as yeah it I, seem. it's it's not it's not easy at all and i think that's where i feel i'm privileged because mm. i have never had that sense of you know 
being compared from my you know to from my parents um and I think I also have the privilege of being in a career field that they're happy with um I don't know if this would be the same story if I was in a more creative space or inter I mean now I'm in a creative space but I'm still working as I have I have a whole separate career but let's just say if I was totally you know freelance graphic designer for example music musician for example it might be a different story Mm. um and so i think i have that privilege as bianca. well yeah i think it would be so interesting to actually ask bianca you know how she felt maybe her um parents felt about her going into a creative industry because a lot of parents just don't understand it because yeah. that's not that's not what they were brought up with they were brought up with very traditional Mm-hmm. Um, you know, t- uh, uh, subjects, law, medicine. Yeah. If it wasn't healthcare or medicine or engineering, it's just like, what's that? Even me, that's yeah, psychology. Like, I was surprised exactly. my mum and dad were just like, okay, you know, they they support me all the way. You know, yeah. um, I just had to be confident with it. I told them I love to understand the mind. I love to understand people. I did really well in it at mm-hmm. GCSE and A level. So, so be yeah. it. You know, it made, that's, that's going to be my thing. It just made sense for me to kind of follow that career mm-hmm. path um, yeah but, so like yeah. what about people i mean we've touched on pressure from parents pressure from society but what about like other types of pressure so i'll give you an example in at se- so i went to a roman catholic secondary school right so they were pretty strict and i think they did this in at other schools as well where they put you into sets yeah they did at mine so we were right they put us into sets from set one to set five or six one being the highest set and the latter being the lowest and those sets were based on where you were ranked in order so we had about 130 people in our year group yeah and Mm -hmm. every term after doing our exams i remember we'd have like a massive board in the corridor uh, where everybody's names were listed in rank order of how they've done from top to bottom and i mean back then i didn't think too much of it just because i mean i wasn't the smartest but i did considerably well so i didn't have that pressure of oh my gosh i'm always at the bottom like i kind of knew where to look you know Mm. and bearing in mind like everyone could see this yeah um but now looking back i feel like those type of pressures are really unproductive and they're quite toxic actually um because for those who for for me for example for maths I was kind of always in the lowest set because I'm not good at maths unless it comes to money then yeah um (laughs) (laughs) but um you know just just that example in itself I feel like it's another added set of pressure where you, you feel yes. like you you, you kind of have to be boxed in and if you don't feel yeah. if you don't fit that mold if you don't fit that particular box you're not doing well enough it's interesting that competitive nature has literally been drilled in us from young so like even from like you said from secondary school we were already comparing ourselves with others like oh how well are we doing in comparison to our friend yeah um, school school kind of instilled that culture in us where we felt pressure to do well so that we can be in the higher set so that we can achieve awards and stuff um mm. but do you think it's a bad thing like do you think that was unhealthy yeah 
I, I do. do. Looking why, back why now, do you think it was I feel like it was. I don't know if I think it was I, unhealthy or I, if it provoked us to be more ambitious. I don't know. See, see this is the thing. This is the thing. I agree with you, only 50%, but it's because we have the privilege of, I mean, I assume, I mean, were you ever, let me ask you, were you ever in the lower sets? No, I wasn't. Right. And I wasn't <laughs> either, right? So, you know, for someone who was always in the lower set and then maybe felt like, oh, they're not smart enough, they're not good at anything what would have been better is having a different i don't i can't think now but a different way of ranking us where it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like you're you're being shunned you know right. it's quite if embarrassing you're, you're actually the, it is if no, you're in the lower set is. and just because and just because you're in a lower set doesn't mean that you're not smart at something else and i f- i feel like that should have been drilled into us more because mm. uh, like i said i mean my school was pretty much focused on mainly the academic subjects and not really yeah. the creative subjects um most schools so there's, were, there's ways to exactly there's Mo- ways most to go around were, it they were literally designed like that because i don't think they were sets for like citizenship or like psychology it was mostly sets in science english maths those yeah. were the main those were the main the, really i think the only three that there were sets in so you know I'd, the thing is oh yeah, I do agree with you to an extent at the fact that because I was kind of always in the higher sets, I yeah. don't... We, I, we never I, felt it. Yeah, we didn't. To me, it was just like, oh, this is making me even more ambitious. Yes, let's get it. Yeah. But to someone who may have been genuinely struggling in maths, for example, they may have felt embarrassed because they were yeah. always in the in the lower sets. Because it was definitely something mm. we spoke about in school. Like, for sure, oh, what set are you in? What did you do the foundation paper? Oh, I did it, did it, did Exactly. Even yeah. that is a bit like, uh, yeah. so then what the I highest like... you can get is a, is a C, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so. I, I feel like it was just a bit insensitive. I understand the concept behind it, but especially with, like, mental health and just the well-being of a child. I mean, you're talking about children here who are still trying to figure out, you know, what they like, what they don't like, and you know, that added pressure as well is not helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, they, they, there would have been, there should have been other ways. But hopefully, I mean, now, I mean, I mean, I don't know if it's changed that much, but I think definitely creative subjects are seeping the their way in. Yeah. You think it's the same? I definitely think. I, I do think the whole thing with the sets and stuff is the same now. Mm-hmm. Um, even with creative subjects, like, I still think that they are kind of just add-ons. I do think the focus is on the traditional subjects. Mm. Um, And I I get it to an extent, but I do think that a lot more children, if they were um, pushed in the creative aspects, they would do so much better because some Mm. people are just naturally creative. Exactly. Um, But the way society has kind of made us focus on the traditional subjects as well as the traditional career paths and then anyone that's kind of in a creative career path is just like ugh no there was something I saw from Mm. Elon Musk today I've got to find it um where he was saying something around we need we need less something like we need less smart people doing or, or we have too many smart people stuck in finance careers something like that and okay. that really resonated. Something like that, because he, what he was saying is that a lot of people are so creative, and they should be making things and creating things. But instead, mm. they're kind of stuck in a finance career where they're not really able to explore their creative side or their innovative mm. side because they are yeah. boxed in into this career path. 
Um, yeah. And I found that really interesting because that kind of told me that actually it's so true. A lot of people are really creative, um, mm-hmm. but just don't have the opportunity to show that because they yeah. are in the, you know, investment banking or the, I don't know, law, which isn't mm. a bad thing. But, you know, there's so much more out there now. You know yeah. what I mean? Now and everyone's I think, kind of I mean, tech and stuff. For, for a lot of people who are in that position, um, yeah. And I am aware that it's not always their choice. And yeah. sometimes being in those type of career fields is kind of like the second option just to get them some steady income um, until they can find a way to make their first career dream a reality. Yeah. So um, yeah. I do I do get that. But then, you know, also at the same time, it's like, I mean, my mum always, from when I was young, she always told me... Um, she always used to say, oh, Jennifer, our five fingers are not the same. Like, everybody's different. Everyone has their different strengths. Um, and I think, again... Love that. This is this is where my privilege comes in, where, you know, she's always looked at what I'm good at um, and then what I'm not good at and, and kind of helped me plan out my life in a way, saying, okay, maybe you should go into this or maybe you should go into that. Or, you know, just finding solutions. And I think that's why I'm so, like, solution-focused. I don't really like to dwell too much when something bad has happened. I'm like, okay, what can we do next? Um, But, again, I I know not everybody has that sort of privilege in in a way that I I did, Mm. uh, which is sad to hear sometimes. Like, sometimes I hear my friends who talk about, oh, I really want to do this, but my mum's trying to get me to do... um, to do nursing i'm like well first of all you don't even like the sight of blood so (laughs) like why why the hell would you go into that field yeah i've heard that too but yeah it's interesting it is i mean (laughs) do you know what should we do our own my pod we haven't even done our own my pod oh my pod so for those of you that don't know what oh my pod is in all of our episodes we like to talk about something that shocked us or something that's um worthy of being discussed because it's just like a <gasps> moment so yeah jen's yeah. got something for us today so okay jen, oh my so pod. i was on tiktok the other day um shout out to tiktok i mean i absolutely love it like every single night i'm on it i think i'm an addict i just um, can't, so I can't get into it it's too complicated are you being serious I, just, I can't i've tried i just can't oh my god i don't know how no. to make videos i don't really get it it's just a lot and there's too it's, much it's going not, on now it's clubhouse think, instagram twitter it's yeah just too there's it's a too lot much. there's a lot but if you much. if you want to have a laugh if you want to have a like a little kiki at night just go on tiktok, TikTok and there'll yeah, be loads yeah. of videos okay. but um yeah so i was on tiktok and i was watching this i mean i i wasn't too sure but i saw there was a guy who said he was pregnant and he's kind of like an influencer on tiktok i know look at shadow's face <laughs> sorry um so yeah so obviously the question you know people are questioning what you know how how did this happen and he has this condition of having both male and female reproductive systems so what happens is that i mean in his case and obviously for everyone it's a bit different but in his case he was born a male and um he was born he was born a, a male but he also had ovaries as well so he had the two sex organs is that a thing and so that could actually it is happen. it can happen it can happen wow and um even with um that i forgot her name she's uh an athlete who was banned 
from running. Uh, I think she's from South Africa. And they banned her because she has a lot of... Um, Testosterone. Testosterone. That's the one. Really? Um, I think she's got the same condition as well. And obviously they they banned her because they said it was not fair. And it you know, became this whole legal dispute. And I think it's still ongoing, to be honest. Um, but anyway, so yeah, he, this person started educating us about that. And then said that, you know, he's in the process... He doesn't really know if he wants to transition into a male or a female. But what he did know is that he wanted to have children. Mm. Uh, by the way, he identifies as a male. And for, I guess, yes, still up in question. But um, yeah, then he ended up getting pregnant because he has ovaries. So he's able to get pregnant. So what they did was basically like IVF, um, inserted sperm into him. And then he's now carrying a baby. So, so he wanted to get pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted to get pregnant, yeah. Why? But then obviously could not get pregnant the natural way because of how his reproductive system was set up. If he's got the uh, reproductive organs to uh, carry a baby, what then? So? So if I had... If I... Okay, well, there's nothing I can really liken to in terms of a male because there's nothing really males can do that women can't necessarily... <laughs> I mean, do you know what I mean? But I'm just trying to think yeah. of... A, like, on the flip side... But I can't even think mm-hmm. of an example for the flip sides. Um, yeah. I mean, this could go just... into a whole nother, like, debate. But to me, that I'd never seen or heard anything like that I've never before. Heard so has he given birth? Um, no, still pregnant. Still pregnant. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I've never so... heard. No, I have heard of something like this before, actually, on, like, a documentary thing. But I think the person was a woman before and then did a sex Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 and then so that, so that, that person only has one. That person would only have one reproductive organ. So that you know, he would have transitioned from a, a female to a male. Yeah. Whereas this yeah, this yeah, person yeah. has both. They're both. That's you know. So, so wow. it's very odd, but it just shows you like just how <laughs> this world is and this the different types is. of people. In thanks for that, Jen. Yeah. So guys. What do you think about that? Do you think that males should have the opportunity to give birth? Do, you, do whether they have the organ or not? Let us know what you think, please. Anyway, let's get back into the topic. I I digress. I've got a question. Um, what ask, do you think ask, about ask, this ask, whole ask, idea ask. of um? What do you think about the idea of having to pay rent to your parents if you live in BS. the same house? B really abuse really nonsensical. Oh no. my gosh, abuse as well. Okay, <laughs> all right. Okay, maybe maybe I should have abuse, but your children didn't ask to be brought into this world. Why are you asking them to pay you rent? Like, because and the thing is, it would be good to understand the parents' perspective. If the parent is genuinely struggling, right? Yeah, and they know their child is in a good job and everything, then I get it to an extent. But they can help out with bills. They can help out yeah. with other things. But the fact that you are charging your child rent, saying that every month they have to pay you this amount, I don't think that's right. Because number one, you're stopping them from being able to save for their own place in the future. Number two, even if they don't want their own place in the future and they want to rent, you're still blocking their savings because you are, you're absolutely hindering their savings. Number three, they've just finished uni. Or even if they haven't just finished uni they're your child they are learning they're developing they are trying to adjust to the pressures of this world and you want to add extra pressure again pressure Mm. to them by Mm. charging them rent 
I think it is. Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. No. I, I. What do you hear think? You. I hear. What do you think? I hear you, and I and I do agree with like your your points, um, where especially I mean I think it depends on the context and the circumstances. If that parent or the you know parents are struggling, a a struggling, and the child has the financial means. When I say financial means, like you said, has a good paying job where you know they're able to set aside some money to contribute contribute by the way not really you know take this on massive bills of yeah. the house of the household and you know they're both in agreement and it's not like something that's really enforced on them i think that's absolutely fine yeah um obviously there was a discussion a couple of weeks ago on clubhouse where there were you know people were talking about the subject and you know how their parents were financially ex- exploiting them and you know they I were in a so position. I can't relate to this. I am so when I hear stories <laughs> well, like yeah, this, I'm it's just, just like wow, people really you know, like do it in their homes, you know. Exactly. And people actually getting abused, you know, financially by their parents who have almost like preyed on them from when they were young to get to a certain stage where they can just grab their money, you know, because they feel like they owe it to them. Now, for me personally, I so I do contribute towards Mm. the house i have done so since i i graduated since i got a job um a a graduate job Mm. and the reason for me is because i've always kind of seen my mom you know trying to you know put things together and you know Mm. not necessarily struggle but i guess in a way struggle um to make ends meet but still being able to run a household she's she's done it she's done it quite well um so three grown me, adults as well three you know my my two brothers who are now um 18 years 18. old i forgot how old they were they're both 18 now but it's like you know back then i knew that i had a good job i have some spare money to not even spare money but i had some money to put aside you to can budget because for it. i knew yeah. i could budget through it and you know i don't know about I don't know if I'm going too deep, but I don't know about all African parents or just parents in general, but um, there's something called like uh, child tax credit or benefits from, you know, when the child, you, you the parents get it up to when the child is 18 years old. Now, a lot of people, uh, a lot of parents don't give that money directly to the child and they they rather use that to run the household mm, right mm, um mm. and once that person once that child turns 18 that money stops mm. and a lot of the time that's when the financial issues heighten so knowing that i made the conscious decision to sit down with my mom and said say look this is how much i can contribute let's put everything together and it's worked so far. I've never felt any pressure. That's amazing, this yeah. is something that I want to do. I'm not forced to do it. But I just can't. Oh, oh, I you, can't. You phrase a bit. Just repeat the bit. I think you said you weren't forced to do it. Just repeat that bit. And then so I wasn't forced to do it or anything like that. But um, I, I just know that deep down in my heart, I can't sit back and just go about my life. And, you know, that kind of stuff. Knowing that my mom might be struggling. I can't. Yeah. I, personally, I can't do it. That now that's that's a, that's a separate situation because she's not asking for it. I'm willing to give that to her. Now, 
I feel like that being said, I feel like there is a certain age that you get to if you're still living in your parents' house, yeah, and you're working, you're maybe 28 years old. Why should you not contribute? Why should you not contribute yeah. even a little I bit? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I do think that you should contribute um, to... But when you're working, I do think that you should help out. Even if it's that you're doing the grocery shopping once a week or you're contributing to council tax or, um, you know, you're contributing to so- something in the house that you are living in. I, I am in full support of that because it shows that, you know, you are appreciative of your parents because they have raised you. You know, they have, um, they, they've, you know, raised you, you're living in their house, you're but is that is that there. the only way? Is I'm just I'm just trying to play. Um, yeah, I, want, I don't even want to say I don't want to say that sentence because I saw something on Twitter <laughs> saying, "Did the devil ask you to act on his?" To behalf? advocate for him. <laughs> it's true. That's why when people say that, I I do get a bit like, ugh, like, like. But I don't yeah, want to say it's true. there needs to be Did another the devil term. Ask you to to be his advocate. <laughs> I don't think so. But um, on the flip side, there we go. On the flip side, um. <laughs> You know, what about if... I forgot my point. What did you say again? So, I was saying... No, you were going to... I think you were going to say, is that the only way to show appreciation? Or oh, yeah, to, sorry. To yeah, give is, back. Is, exactly. Is that the only way to show appreciation? Um, because then it's a thing... It goes back to your point where... It's not. They're, it's they're your parents not. for a reason. They're, they're your parents for a reason. Yeah. Like, why should you have to show appreciation? Especially in a, at a prime time where you're trying to figure out yourself financially... Can't you just show appreciation just by being their child? You know? Mm, no, that's um, the answer. <laughs> no. No, because no, yeah. I think, you know, I, I, I do think that, because again, this goes back to pressures. I don't think your parents should pressure you into contributing financially. I think it should be a thing that you desire to do because you are more mature now you are aware of what could be going on and even if nothing's going on even if your parents are well off and like i i you know for me thank god i come from a very privileged home never been asked to pay a penny never been asked to contribute but just because i know i'm working i've got a great job i'm work, i'm earning good money it it it's i just feel like let me also not even give back like, my parents are not a charity case but <laughs> like let me <laughs> You know, I'm I'm grown now. Let me contribute. Yeah. I'm living in this house. Take as responsibility. Well. Take responsibility. Yeah, basically. I'm, I'm living in this house as well. I'm enjoying, you know, the benefits of living in a house. I'm not, you know, living. Up, I haven't moved out yet. So why should I not contribute? Mm. You know, and I would hope my children would do the same too. Not because mm. I'm gonna cajole them or ask them to, but because they want to out of love. Um. Mm. So yeah, and yeah. I feel I do feel like those pressures do heighten. Um, the older you get, yeah, so, and like more I said, for males. 20... I feel like for males, do you think more for yeah? For male, the, yeah the reason why I say that is because yeah. there's a, a maybe for society though. I do feel like for males, there's like this whole thing where you why you at home when you're a man after twenty five? How are you still living in your parents' home? Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I do think that's more pressure from external forces though. But when I say external, mm. like social media, society you know all of that kind of stuff so mm. yeah but the so whole I red guess, thing nah. yeah I, I, but I'm then not, i guess i'm not good with that yeah i i mean for me personally i can't answer it because it depends on the context um, yeah i'm sure so there i could are, be for or know, against reason. yeah 
I think the whole notion of it to me just seems mad. Um, of course, I mean, ideally, reasons, ideally, um, we wouldn't want. I, I wouldn't want that to be the case. Yeah, but I know in some per- some people's circumstances, including my own, it's almost like there's no, there's almost like there's no choice. I, I, if I, if I don't, things might crumble. Right. right and i right. know it shouldn't be the child's responsibility but that also th- then i also think about age i'm getting older i'm 25 i've got a stable job why, why not yeah why like why not you and know? that's you and, and that do you know what that shows actually that shows that your your mom you know your parents raised you very well to have those morals because some mm. some of us would just be like ah. My parents brought me into this world. I didn't ask to be here. Let me keep enjoying them. I don't need to do anything. I don't need to contribute. I don't need to buy anything for the house. Like, I didn't ask to be here type thing. So, you know, it, it also shows that mm. our parents did a good job, you know. But no yeah. one should feel pressured to have to pay that's the thing. a huge yeah. amount every no month. No one should that, feel that's pressured. That's against the rent yeah. thing. I just think it's it's too much. But, yeah, yeah I mean, I, before I think we... It can, it can be hmm. detrimental um, to... It can. Um, you know the child's mental health and again oh, you know absolutely. they're trying to figure out themselves that shouldn't really be their main responsibility they are the child I'm talking about maybe feel like 17, 18, 19, 20 like yeah. you know early 20s but I think the older you get of course expect some responsibility to fall on your lap yeah. if you're you know, not that course, privileged of course you know because when yeah no it's true you're right yeah you're right but anyway, yeah, anyways, this could go before on forever. we end, exactly. Before we end, um, we another we section that we do in all our episodes is the she's all that. This is my yes. favorite segment. <laughs> um, yeah. So for our new listeners, she's all that is where we celebrate a woman who is thriving, who is doing great things in her space she could be someone famous or she be she could be someone local that we know personally um so if you have any nominations by the way for anyone who's worth celebrating we also give them a shout out on our page too so yeah if you have any nominations please dm us email us text please, us if you yeah. know us personally yeah um and also wanna, this really doesn't have start to be nominate more people from our community yeah and also like it doesn't have to be someone who's got a massive following it could literally oh, be no, your next door neighbor it could be anybody who that. you feel has inspired you i on one of my episodes i nominated myself so if you want to nominate yourself yeah. please do so if you feel like you are worth celebrating which you all are anyway yeah please nominate yourself and we'll give you a shout out on our episodes but yeah so this week she's all that is my friend um one of my best friends femi omotade um she is the founder of an online book club called the book alert she's yeah, um, just about a year in um or just less than a year in. i think about a year now and you know she has grown exponentially on instagram she's held live in person book clubs as well as online book clubs i've attended both and you know they've been so good i'm not even a reader um typically <laughs> but because of her book club and because of her passion for books she um i've actually started reading and you know it's mainly non it's mainly fiction which is something that i'm i really don't even read but I've started reading and I'm actually learning a lot. So yeah, That's and good. the reason why I'm shouting her out is because despite, you know, she she's had a d- quite a difficult year, 
but despite well last year she had quite a difficult year challenging year but despite that she's pushed through she kept on going it's growing it's thriving and i love when people do what they're passionate about for me that inspires me um because i do think it's important to have an outlet where you can just express yourself and that's why i say she's a pod is mine so yeah that is my she's that for this week girl we love you you're amazing keep it up and um we pray that everyone everyone give her a follow as well to grow exactly it's the book alert on instagram follow her there and learn all about the books yes 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 even if you're not a reader trust me yeah you you'll get into it once you scroll through the page because that was me i'm not (laughs) typically a reader but yeah but yeah okay so our closing thoughts on you know the whole pressures feeling the feelings of having to get your life together before 30 what Mm. would be your i guess final words to someone who is feeling that pressure including myself because me i'm feeling the pressure so yeah help me Um, i guess i guess my my piece of advice to myself as well would be run your own race i mean what's that saying slay in your lane um try not to look at other people's um you know six ideas of success and feel that you're version of success you know isn't there or you haven't met it um you don't know what's happening behind closed doors um everyone's journey is different just make sure you stay true to yourself and regarding pressures from society from parents uh whatnot try and have an honest conversation with those who you feel are pressuring you um try to set some boundaries as well if you can um and just know that, you know, you're not alone, that there are platforms out there. Like I said, there was a discussion on um, uh, Clubhouse the other day um, where you could really see that, you know, other people were going through it as well. Um, so don't feel like this is just you that's going through yeah, this too. But um, again, just try just try and hone in yourself and try and, you know, believe in your in your craft, believe in your... Um, just, just believe in yourself believe and believe in that you can... Believe in your source and believe that you can actually believe make it source, and you don't have yeah. to do what other people are doing. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. What about you? For me, so I I searched up, you know, people that were successful way after their 30s. Um, I know I have some personal examples as well, but success is not capped for when you are 30. When you're 30, it does not mean you're going to stop achieving. Like, I don't know why society puts that yeah. pressure on us and it's crazy and it's damaging. But these are some people that, you know, blew way after their 30s. Samuel L. Jackson got his first role. I'm sure we all know him. He got yes. his first acting role when he was 46. Yeah? Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Morgan hmm. Freeman, yep. Morgan Freeman, who we all know. We Sometimes we even joke that this guy's been old his whole life. Well, that's because <laughs> he only really became known and famous when he was 50. That's when he had wow. his first big break, Yeah. You know, wow. Steve Carell, 43. So many people started when they were later on in their life. Even Jay-Z. I'm sure he started later on in life as well in terms of when mm. he started making music and stuff. And I think mm. when you think of people like that who are among the richest, most successful people now, yeah. not all of them, in fact, most of them probably started to do really well when they were over 30. So I think mm. that pressure needs to be debunked. I think it's something yeah. that society has created because we allow it to create that pressure in us. I think if 
you know, it's social media that's causing you to feel a type of way, come off it. Yeah. I know it sounds hard. Or mute. Mute people or as well. Or mute, yeah, to. exactly. Mute, unfollow, but I think ultimately come off it for a bit. Yeah. If you need an actual break to detach yourself from that noise, come off it because that's something I'm going to do very soon. Um, I do try to keep... So I've created a private Instagram, but I do try to keep you know, Instagram there and Twitter there for the brand purposes and for building my brand. But at the end of the day, my mental health comes first. So if yeah. I'm feeling toxic and feeling negative because of what I'm seeing on social media, then I, I know it's time to come off and I'd really encourage you to do so. Um, yeah. And then also just remember that life is not a race. One of my friends mm. bought his first property at 31 now to me that's an yeah. amazing age you that, know he's been amazing. he's been grinding yeah. for for five years to do that but today we see things like oh i got my first mortgage at 19 and think that it's normal to get your first mortgage mm. at 19 it's not it's not yeah. <laughs> let's be real it's not so yeah remind yourself of those people um keep that in mind if you have to set reminders on your phone to remind you of those people that got famous after that certain age if you have to research into their stories do so but yeah. just know that life is not a race. You will get Love there. That. But Love you that. have to be consistent. You've got to be focused. Um, but you will get there. And that's why platforms Amen. like She's in a Pod are here because that's we want to here. support you. It's enough. We don't want to just hear the fluff and all of this and all of that. But yeah. Oh, another Love example, that. Susan Boyle. I'm sure you remember Susan Boyle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You Susan, remember Susan uh, Boyle? Oh, of course. <laughs> no, X Factor. <laughs> Um, oh. No, you're right. Britain's Got Talent. No, what no, do you no, mean? You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I said that with confidence as well. Oh my gosh, embarrassing. <laughs> but yeah, she, she, exactly, she had a big break on Britain's Got Talent. Guess how old she was? I don't know. 47. Oh, but people yeah. think, people think the prime age to blow as a singer is what, 25? Yeah. Like, I don't know why we have these this stuff in our head that mm. thinks that we have we need, we need more examples of that we need we more, do. more examples and do you know of what? that let's do a thread media. on our page let's do yes. a thread on our page when this episode comes out let's do a thread of all the people that have achieved success way after their 30s because people need to yeah. know that this is real life and most people most of our parents only started doing well way after 30 so yeah yeah no, we'll do a thread that. guys do that. if you have anyone else in mind um, text us as I keep saying text us DM us or email <laughs> they us they have your number <laughs> as in <laughs> but yeah guys so I hope that helped this was yes. super fun I love this I love this I hope I love everyone this got something out of it um, shall we close up I mean we've been talking for ages now we have let us round up um, follow us on our socials there's still this oh but wait hold on by the way have you seen our rebrand I just want to plug it out there like our rebrand if you haven't seen our rebrand check it out now check it um, out let us know what you think we've gone for a lot let us we've know we've gone for a very mature vibe a very cool classy look because that's the vibe that we we want at the moment so yeah yeah love it check it out okay so but yeah follow for us this on episode, instagram yeah at she's in a pod on twitter at She's on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Everything she's on the pod, basically. We made it super easy for you. Um, our website as well. Please um, sub- subscribe to our newsletter. Um, 
to our email list yes, uh, where yes, you'll yes. be getting newsletters and other surprising stuff uh, that we've yeah. got in store for you as well and for season three we've said that we're going to do weekly episodes so we're committing to it it's going to be hard work but we uh, want to hold us to it guys produce, yeah hold us accountable because we want to produce more regular content for you guys you want we want you guys to be more engaged so yeah weekly episodes sign up to our email list stay connected with us we've got a lot of things coming and we want to keep you guys along amazing yeah thanks for listening guys please give us a five star rating on apple Podcasts. (laughs) five stars ignore my nail break today (laughs) but yeah thanks guys love you so much thanks for all the support thanks for listening the headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com